Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 53. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog on the website, and social media as well, building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is and how it affects us all and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. Now, if you like what you hear on the show, I would really appreciate if you could share an episode or the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. In today's episode, I'm taking you on a walk for an authentic discussion of the grief process from my point of view, pulling from questions I've received in face-to-face discussions or via email or voicemail communications on the website. I thought a casual walk discussing the common questions or issues as if you were walking right beside me might be a nice idea and an honest way for me to freely explore these points of grief with you. So come along with me as I walk and talk about the grief process, what to expect, and a few unknown details to know that could help you with your journey through grief. So the first thing that we're going to discuss are the first steps through grief. And for me, when people talk about the first steps through their grief journey, what I am thinking about, what comes to mind, are the first few days, your first few weeks, maybe even the first couple of months. Those days, weeks, and months are very much different than a year or two past your initial loss. And I'm not saying it because it becomes easier a year or two past your loss. I'm saying that because potentially you're in shock if you've lost somebody suddenly. Potentially you are dealing with a thousand and one things in those first weeks, which is exactly what tends to happen when you are in your grief journey at the very, very first few days or weeks. There is so much that comes at you. There are feelings. There are specific do's, specific things you need to accomplish, things that you need to go through, items that you need to take care of. And depending upon how prepared you are for this, prepared for it, meaning the details of the paperwork, the details if you have lost a loved one who is your partner, your spouse. That type of loss comes with a very different set of issues in the first few months. And if you have lost God forbid, a child, there is definitely a whole new set of emotions. 
that I can't even begin to imagine what you might be going through. But you still have a lot of details to deal with. Ultimately, when you are dealing with those first few weeks of grief, and it does not matter very much if it was sudden or if it was something that came about through an illness, a long illness, um, you're going to still have to deal with things that are going to put you into a very uncomfortable place. And we don't like being uncomfortable. Us as humans do not like to be uncomfortable. But as you know, if you've ever dealt with anything in life that is a tragedy or even close to one, you just kind of push through. You just simply make it through because you have to. And that is what's going to happen for you the first couple of weeks or months. You make it through those days because you have to. And honestly, three months, six months later, as you kind of look back upon where you came from, you're going to be wondering, how in the world did I do it? There's going to be many blurry days. There's going to be a lot of a lot of details that you kind of glossed over in your mind. Perhaps you put aside in your mind. Perhaps just because it's painful to, to think about, you kind of pushed it out of your mind. And that's okay. That is normal. This is very normal. The first few days and weeks of your grief journey. And please do not un underestimate how much you're going to have to deal with. And I would hope that you can find somebody, a family member, a very close friend, or several somebodies to help you through those days and weeks. To perhaps take a couple of things off your plate. I think that's very important. You know, we often go through this, these tragedies, grief specifically, loss specifically, with an idea that we don't want to bother anybody. That is not what your family wants. That is not what your good friends want. They want to help. And honestly, they need to help. So if you can, please take their help. And give them something to do. I, I don't care if it seems like you are giving them the silliest thing. I don't care if it's a shopping list because it helps you grab another 30 or 45 minutes for yourself. That's what these people want to do. That's what they need to do. So they need to feel useful. Because when you're trying to support somebody who's going through grief... Let me just explain it this way. You will feel the most helpless that you've ever felt in your life. If you have a family member or a very good friend who has lost somebody close to them, you want desperately to help, but you have no idea how to do so. And when I say that, I'm talking about not knowing how to help in a meaningful way. 
you know, it's all well and good. Yeah, I can make a casserole. I can drop it off. And honestly, just a side note here. Casseroles, prepared food, drop it off at your door when you're going through something bad. That is a wonderful thing. So do not underestimate the value of even that. But please provide your friends and family some way of helping you. And then, in essence, you're going to provide yourself a little bit of peace. Just one more thing off your plate can really go a long way. So keep that in mind. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to provide somebody direction to help you. But honestly, when you're dealing with the first steps, going down that grief path, give yourself grace and provide yourself a little less for you to have to deal with. And give those friends and family members something to help you with. Now I'd like to speak about potential stumbling blocks on your grief journey. Wow, you know, at times I really don't know where to start with some of this stuff. But I have had a discussion with somebody about this, and there are potentially so many stumbling blocks on your grief journey that it's hard to pinpoint all of them. It's hard to even generalize them because it's... It, it potentially will be different for everybody. It potentially will provide each person going through grief with different stumbling blocks. There are going to be those, those times when you just realize that the grief that you're feeling, the sorrow and the sadness that you're feeling, is just completely all-encompassing. It is... It is an ache that you cannot quite describe to anybody. It is a hollow feeling. And that's a huge stumbling block. Because as long as you are in that particular moment, there's not much that you are going to be able to do for yourself or anybody else. And if you're like me, you want to get out of those those places as quickly as possible. But in essence... It's also a good thing. It's also a necessary thing for you to allow yourself to be in those places. It's helpful, surprisingly enough, to cry your eyes out. It is helpful to just feel the sadness and the sorrow. It's much better than bottling it up, pushing it aside, and ignoring it. I think we all understand that premise. But sometimes we feel that it's much easier at that time, at that moment, in that moment, to just simply push something aside. But it always catches up to you. And that's where that's where it becomes important for you to understand that you should allow yourself to feel the feels when you need to and when you can. I know that things are going to happen. Grief bombs. Those are Things, those are emotional slaps in the face that come at you out of nowhere. You could be walking in a grocery store, see your loved one's favorite dessert, and all of a sudden a grief bomb hits you, and you are crying like a, a little girl. So 
those times, I understand you're in a situation, a public situation, you're in a place that you cannot let go. So you need to push through. That's definitely a stumbling block. But when you can find that time to feel those feels and to sit in your sorrow, I would suggest that you do so that you don't hit them all at once. You, you simply start bottling things up like this. I think we all get it. I think we all understand that at some point in time, that needs to blow. And when it blows and you've got all of that pent up, it's going to be much worse. So let it out bits at a time. Other stumbling blocks while you're going through grief are just simply the things that you cannot anticipate. They might think that grief comes in certain sections, certain steps at a time, and they might have this, uh, this myth about grief being a little bit more organized than it actually is. Now, we all have heard the steps of grief, and although I believe that they do occur, one thing that you need to understand, if nothing else from this episode, is understand that the steps of grief are never consistent. They don't simply go from step one to step two, never to go back to step one again. They are messy, and I've mentioned this before. Your, your grief path is not a straight, linear line. Your grief path is like a tangled ball of string, and it oftentimes crosses over on itself. So if you have experienced one grief bomb, or you have experienced one bit of agony that you were not prepared for, just understand and realize that that might come back. Just because you've experienced it once doesn't mean that you can sit back and say, oh, now I've got through that and I don't have to think about that anymore. That's not what's going to happen because grief is definitely messy. And I would say if I needed to pick one stumbling block to caution anybody who is listening, that would probably be it. To understand that grief does not happen in an orderly fashion. So be prepared as much as you can. More times than not, you can't necessarily prepare yourself. There might be times when you could avoid certain events. You could avoid certain songs, perhaps. But you can't do it all the time. And honestly, I, I personally would not want to all the time. First of all, I think that that would be exhausting. And second of all, I think it's based on its impossibility, it, it becomes futile. And it's no better than pushing aside your feelings. There are times when we need to freely accept and freely experience what is in front of us. Whatever that is, if it's a grief bomb, if it is a sad song, if it is something we need to do that we just don't want to because it's going to bring back too many memories or it's going to make us sad because we have to deal with it. And we can't always avoid those. We, we just simply cannot. As you may know, my wife passed in 2020, July of 2020. The following year was the 
my my son's eighth grade year and my daughter's last year of college. Almost a year after my wife passed, I had to deal with an eighth grade graduation and I had to deal with a college graduation. Now let me tell you, the only way that I could get through those was for the help of family and friends and because I had to. I had no choice and I simply had to face those head on. And honestly, if you have heard any of the other episodes, you will know that my wife, Colleen, also needed to face things head on in her life because she lost her first husband, Rob, in 1999. They had a nine-month-old daughter at the time. And she helped to teach me how you just can't simply sit by and try to push things down. You need to face them, and you need to move forward as much as you possibly can through those events, those moments in life that are going to kind of try to push you down. And with the help of family and friends, she was able to stand and move through them. So I would suggest the same for you as well. Another thing that I actually received an email about, they mentioned something, kind of a, it was kind of a question, you know, I'm kind of wondering every moment of the day, what's around the next corner? And that, that's actually a really good question. When you're thinking about grief, when you're going through grief, you're constantly wondering what is coming around the corner or what is around that corner that I'm about to approach. But if you think about it, you kind of do that through life anyway. There's many times in our life that we're not quite sure what's around the next corner. But we, we push through it. We get through it. We take those steps to find out what is around the corner. So when you have that thought in your head and you really want to, you know, I, I know, I get it. I, a lot of people that I know, they have personalities that they would like to plan out everything that is in front of them. And they're big planners. And I applaud big planners. Sometimes you cannot plan for everything. So asking what's around the corner is definitely a worthwhile issue to want to prepare for. But you also need to have the flexibility and the understanding that sometimes you can't prepare for everything. Now, you definitely can assume milestones are around the corner. And those are going to hit you harder at times and less difficult at other times. But a milestone is a milestone. And one thing that I want to warn you about coming around the corner and what's around that corner is that milestones are not reserved for the firsts. They are not reserved for the first time you hit this milestone or the first time you reach that milestone. The first anniversary, yes, it's going to be difficult. Second anniversary, let me tell you, it's not a breeze. The first time that you reach their birthday, definitely going to be difficult. The second time, still not a wonderful experience. So what I tend to do is I tend to try to plan for those moments. If I can, of course, I try to 
plan something with my kids, plan on how we're going to experience this together. When it came to my wife's birthday this year, I think we made sure to be together. I think, if I recall right, we may have gone out for dinner and we just, we were together. And actually, do not underestimate the power of just simply being together. Being together with somebody in your life who understands. Being together with those friends who get where you are. That makes a huge difference. And avoid the the events or the people in your life at those times that may not readily understand why you seem to be a little bit more sullen or quiet. So trying to understand and predict what's around the corner. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult to do. But there are certainly some things that you can anticipate a bit more than others. And you're going to need to dig in your personality somewhere where you can wing it, where you can actually take on things that are not predicted and figure out a way through them. The only way to get through almost any aspect of grief is to find a way to hunker down, push through, feel the feels if you can, and then make it to the other side. Trying to get around it is not going to be very successful. And pushing through it is not going to be very fun, but you need to. You need to try as much as you possibly can. And I know each and every one of us has the strength to do so. And even if you think that there is no possible way you could get through one more day, one more week, or one more milestone, find a reason. Find that reason in your life to get through it and try to do so with grace there's ever a time in my life that I'm really wondering how I can possibly take another step forward, I look at my children and I understand how. Now I'd like to talk about unexpected support. Now this is not necessarily something that comes up very often unless, honestly, I bring it up. But I do bring it up when I'm talking with people in my bereavement group or I bring it up when I'm talking with family and friends, usually when I'm saying the words thank you to them. Because oftentimes I've experienced and received unexpected support. And when I say that, I'm not talking about, oh, somebody just happened to uh, say something nice, or perhaps it was somebody that I don't know reached out. What I'm talking about is the type of support, the, the physicality of that support, the, the function of that support. I mean, th there are many that I've experienced. I've spoken about a couple of them on previous episodes, one of which was a very good friend of ours who we know because our kids went to school together and she didn't have much time to help as we were going through the 
days of hospice and home hospice with my wife. But she wanted to. And she also, <laughs> which was really cute, texted me and said, Hey, let me tell you, I don't cook, but I do bake. And I have something that I tend to bake, so I'm going to drop that off if that's okay. And of course, I said, yes, definitely. But the un unexpected support here, which also is a very unique way for somebody to support you. She simply asked me if I liked Starbucks coffee because she thought that she remembered I did. And I said, of course. She's like, what do you tend to get when you go? So I told her. And along with that baked good on our porch before 7 a.m. was my favorite Starbucks coffee. She texted after she dropped it off. She was on her way to work. She also understood and did not want to bother us, but she understood she did not need to stop in and take our time. She just needed to supply us with a little something. And I thought that was really quite phenomenal. Another experience that I've had with unexpected support, I've talked about before, and that was a friend of ours, after hearing me complain that the weeds in the front bed were really kind of overtaking the front bed, a couple of days later, was in the front bed with her daughter and a friend, and they were pulling weeds. Completely unexpected support. It filled a need that, honestly, it was not necessary. Can I survive with some weeds in my front bed? Yeah, of course, we all can. It was such a wonderful way to support us as a family. Another unexpected support came from a generation of people that you don't tend to hear very many good things about. And that's the younger generation. It was actually my daughter's friends. And their support has always been so warm and so giving. They've always been so concerned. And their support has always been primarily focused on my daughter, which is exactly what I would want for them. May have been my wife's birthday. They sent flowers and it just simply said that they were thinking of us on that day. And that is unexpected support at its very best. It comes from a group of people in your life that you didn't expect that type of support and honestly that type of love. If you can, when you're supporting somebody, try to find a way to support them in an unexpected manner and please embrace the people who support you in an unexpected way. Now this one I've thought about and decided to add to this particular episode and it is walking confidently through your grief journey. And the reason why I bring this up is because, as you may know, at the end of every episode, I wish you all the strength to be able to walk confidently through your grief journey. And at times, I wonder if people understand exactly what that means. So I'm going to be talking about what it means to me to try to walk confidently through your grief journey. 
And that is simply to find a way to be able to stand tall, to be able to know that even through the bad moments of your grief, even through the sadness, the sorrow, the moments that you feel are completely engulfed in your grief, I want you to feel confident with grace, with hope that you can make it through and that you do so with confidence, that you do not feel despair and that you do not feel completely alone. And in many ways, that's why I've created Journey to Grateful podcast. It's to make certain that people understand and realize and know for sure they are not alone. So ultimately, walking confidently on your journey with grief is to say to you, stay strong and know you are not alone. So now I'd like to answer the question, how is it possible to move forward? I've had many discussions about moving forward with other people going through grief. And let me tell you, it's not a canned answer. It is not something that is easy to identify. I suggest to people, because you all know by now how much I do not like the phrase, get over it. That, that phrase is like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. But moving forward, that says more, and that means more, because that's exactly what we need to do in life. It's exactly what my wife, when she lost her first husband, Rob, had to do. She had a nine-month-old daughter. She had to find a way to move forward. The one important aspect of this move forward question is to understand it does not have to be leaps and bounds. It does not have to be a giant move forward. It can simply be one little step because one little step forward is a giant step when it comes to grief. And you put all those little steps forward together and they become a much larger forward motion. So the question still remains, how is it possible that I can find a way to move forward? Other than what I've already mentioned, how I tend to take any small step forward. It also is a complete mindset. Thanks to my wife, because of what she went through, she showed me by example how important it was to be able to move forward, how important it was to be able to find a way to live life again. And I would suggest to you that all of our lost loved ones want exactly that for us. They want us to move forward and they want us to find a way to take a step to start living life once again. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be an easy step, but it's going to be a step that moves on to another step. And together, you finally are starting to move forward. And it doesn't have to happen right away. It just simply has to happen at some time. And it's up to you to find what that sometime is. So as I wrap up this particular episode, I want to thank you very much for going on a walk with me. I hope that you're okay with a little bit of the wind noise, perhaps the cars driving by, the birds in the trees. 
It has been enlightening for myself. Each and every time that I talk with somebody, it's definitely helpful for myself as well. Because anytime that I'm talking to somebody about grief and about how I am progressing in my grief and how I would perhaps suggest them to try moving one step forward in their grief or when I'm cautioning them and giving them guideposts along their grief journey. It reminds me that sometimes I need to hear this for myself as well. There are certain details that you kind of let your, yourself go with. So keep in mind, no matter how long you are in on this grief journey, your grief is going to be with you always. The only way that your grief diminishes is with life growing larger than your grief. And that's why taking those steps forward mean absolutely everything for where you are going to be a month or a year from now. But the misconception, the myth that grief fades is exactly that. It's a myth. It does not fade. It does not fade any more than the love for my wife would ever fade. But what happens instead is that your life becomes bigger around your grief. That grief is still there. Those memories are still there. The milestones still creep up on you. But there's more life surrounding it. And there's more places for you to walk forward. So thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast today. I'm so thankful that you are here each and every week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I am glad to help if I can. Head over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels, that's Facebook and Instagram, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your own story. Now, while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. Also, I invite you to connect with me via email. That's tim at journeytograteful.com or through my voicemail. I have a voicemail set up and you can also text the voicemail if you'd like. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes Please rate and review the show when you have a chance. It goes a long way for helping the podcast get in front of more and more people. Now, before I provide you with today's inspirational quote, I'd like to share with you a wonderful text I received just last week on my voicemail line. Now, I'll be honest with you all. When you create and produce a podcast, there are many times you wonder if anyone is listening, even though you know they are if you take a look at the numbers. But you see, this is a very one-way medium, and it's honestly nice to hear from the audience once in a while. So this text is very valuable to me, and it came from Anne F. and truly made my day. She says, 
Hi, Tim. I just listened to your podcast about honesty, the blank page, and being uncomfortable. And honestly, I thought it was great. Just wanted to let you know that five years later, all rings true. It was deep, raw, and I found myself saying, yep, he's got that right. So thank you, Anne, for taking the time to text me your feedback. And as I said before, it made my day. So now let's grab a quote. Although this quote is from an unknown author, it's quite appropriate based on some of the topics I've discussed today on our walk. Be strong enough to face the world each day. Be weak enough to know you cannot do everything alone. Now for me, that balance is more important than simply being strong. I can honestly say I could not get through this alone. And I'll admit, I would not want to. So there is no reason for you to do this alone either. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.